0: you are now tuned in to believe do you believe
1: mix up in between saying mental health challenges and mental health struggles because sometimes i feel like my depression can be a challenge when i'm in a not down phase mm-hmm. but when i'm in a down phase it's definitely a struggle
2: Thank you for tapping into some Untapped Keg, our podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we spotlight stories of love and providing hope. I'm one of your hosts, RJ Zimmerman. I am here and back with the big fella, Monte Ball. How are you doing, big guy?
0: Good. I'm good, man. Good. Slept great last night. Um, back in the full the, the, the flow of things, man. And, uh honestly you've been you've been crushing it and I appreciate the uh the time away and uh yours is soon to come yours is soon to come but how you doing man
2: i'm really i'm doing really well um you know I've talked a lot about the new medication and like uh, my mindset ch- shift we'll call it yeah, yeah. it is still it's still a work of progress right every day is a little bit um it's different but i'm allowing the different to happen I'm not trying to strive for that perfection. And it's just been, it's been a welcome change. It's Mm. it's, it's hard to describe, uh, in accurate words, but, uh, I'm really excited because I got to talk with this person a lot about that change. And, you know, listening to her stories about her own mental health journey as it's really, Mm. it's not just like giving me motivation, but it is inspiring. Um, And our guest today is Blushing Crafter. Blushing Crafter is a streamer over at twitch.tv slash Blushing Crafter. She's an advocate for mental health, an ambassador for Take This Org, at Take This Org, um, a champion for Safe In Our World, and she advocates for LGBTQIA+, and people with disabilities. How are you doing today? Blushing.
1: Hello, I'm pretty good. Not gonna lie and say I'm great, but it's getting there, you know.
2: I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, for those who don't know, um, you're from Norway. Um, real quick, before we get into our ads, um, can you? What's the weather like over there today?
1: Sunny, which you can see in my background. Uh, but it's windy as all heck.
2: It is. What's the uh, What's the high today? I don't know. You don't know.
1: I haven't been outside yet.
2: (laughs) I was just curious because you know us Americans were very uh, uh, geographically challenged. We'll say, Mm, right? (laughs) Um, So true. So like when I I would
1: say in Celsius, approximately four Celsius. Plus.
2: Okay. So for those who don't know, you're around uh, 38 to 40 degrees Fahrenheit, probably. Zero would be 32. So you can go from there. Thank you, um, Thank you, you, back. <laughs> thank you, So, like, when I hear Norway, like, all I think is like blowing snow and cold. And I know that that's not the case. So, like, that's why I wanted to cue that up. It's uh, not
1: always, but we had that a week ago.
2: Oh. It, that sounds a lot like Wisconsin too. So,
0: I mm. <laughs> um, think, jeez, yeah, beautiful scenery. Uh, I've, I've seen pictures of Norway. Yeah, uh, just the, yeah, just amazing how it looks there. Beautiful. It's great for postcards, etc. I mean, that stuff looks amazing.
1: I live in the countryside with forests and hills around me. Oh, used to live in a city uh, in the suburbs of Oslo. I'm loving the countryside way more.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. That's good. So before we get in any further, let's hear a word from our friends over at Sober Athletic Wear. Alcohol, drugs, food, sex, gambling, shopping, pornography, gaming, and even social media. They're self-medicating tools we use to escape life's traumas, depression, and anxieties. Sober Athletic Wear's mission is to destigmatize addiction, mental health, and the negative stigma surrounding the word "sober." If you have a heart for people dealing with mental health and addiction, show your support by repping the Sober brand. Visit soberathleticwear.com to browse sober wear, and also watch a clip from our Untapped Keg podcast featuring Troy Colmer, founder of Sober Athletic Wear, as he shares his story of addiction and why he started sober. Remember, we are all getting sober from something. So with that, I would love to hear from you, Blushing Crafter, and how... Let's listen to a little bit about yourself and Mm. your mental health journey and how it started. And we'll go from there.
1: Long story short, without graphical details, uh, I grew up being bullied in primary and secondary, so up to grade 10. Um, I also experienced abuse of various kinds for many years, which caused me to deal with PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and also uh, anorexia. Um, I have also got depression, which is genetically based in my family. Uh, so this is something I'm dealing with still and will willful life. And I have panic disorder. That's also for life. And none of them actually have medications work on them. But also, I have ADHD, and that is something I've known for a while. But the public health system has not understood that. And they were not able to conclude when I did finally get testing done in the fall. So I ended up going private. And as of 16 days ago, I got diagnosed with ADHD officially.
2: That's awesome. I know that that was, uh, you know, you and I've talked a lot off screen. Uh, So we met uh, during my podcast with Mindset by Dave. And, um, you know, we, we, that was like in the midst of your fight to get this diagnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it was, it was a battle for you. Like you had to go through a lot of different channels and go do a lot of different things. So
1: when it was a nightmare, to be honest,
2: it from an outside perspective and just hearing you talk about it, it sounded like it. Um, and there, that's a big difference from like the American system, which obviously, let's be honest, there really isn't one. There's just a whole bunch right. of things that try to work together and they don't really do a very good job. But um, what does what did it look like to have to um, start this battle? I guess like uh, what did you all have to do to get to the, your ADHD diagnosis? Uh,
1: the first step was the easiest one going to my GP, my general practitioner, so my regular doctor, um, which is a person who is extremely good at listening, really takes me seriously, and was really good at writing a really good referral, Mm -hmm. so with a lot of information in it, asking the correct questions, all that. Uh, And then that was sent into a public health outpatient site clinic where they then... um, Went through the referral, decided that yes, we'll take you in. I got an intake appointment, which, which was good. Uh, that appointment, had had nothing to say about that that was negative. And then I went to a neuropsychology testing uh, at the same clinic, which was also good. Uh, and then I went in September, first appointment with a psychologist. Now, I would need to say that that psychologist, there's nothing wrong with that person. It is the system that is Mm. messed up. Um, And um, they did a lot of testing to rule other things out, which is good. And then to basically say, okay, this is not it. And um, in the end, they ended up going, well, we can't conclude in my case, because I have somatic as in physical conditions And I have trauma in my past. So basically, they were saying, yeah, you have strong indications as a child that you had ADHD. But as an adult, we can't say that that's what you have, that it's not trauma or caused by physical conditions. Honestly, the whole system in Norway is just like major parts of systems elsewhere. They don't really know women and ADHD or women and autism. Mm. That's a big issue. But that is the process. General practitioner, either outpatient psych clinic or private practitioner uh, who does have a deal with the government, or going directly to private without a referral. But no people that I know, at least, have money to do the private, directly private. I don't. Yeah, But I went to private practice in the end after they said, we can't conclude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... Um, Saw someone who is a private practitioner with uh, government funding, so I was able to go and see that person, and that was a neuropsychologist who said, "How did they not catch that you have ADHD in the before? Like mm-hmm. how? It's so clear." And I went, "Yeah, I've been saying that for a while. I was the poster child of an hyperactive kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah." The only thing I didn't struggle with was school because it's my huge interest. It's learning. It's like my one big thing. I still learn every day, you know?
0: It's interesting. I really appreciate you sharing that because just like what RJ stated, uh, not only are us Americans geographically challenged in the sense, we, uh, in our educational system, we tend to just learn only about. The USA. That's it. Um nothing really outside of that. Um and so my question to you though is is when when you were finally diagnosed with ADHD, um you no know, to some, right, that may be a shock, that may be um a burden or a weight placed on them. Um was that the case for you or was it more so no. a relief?
1: It was a huge relief, also because I'd known for a while. People around me knew. I have a couple of friends who are psychotherapists, and one of them basically told me when I said, I'm going to uh, see my GP about this because I think I have ADHD. I didn't say I think I might have it. I said, I think I have it. And that person has known me for years and went, yeah, I really think you should. Because <laughs> they can't diagnose me. They're my friend. right? Uh, so they, they said, yeah, I really think you should. <laughs> and I have a partner who asked me years ago, I don't remember this, back in 2003, did you get tested for ADHD ever? There were signs 19 years ago, y'all. Yes. <laughs> so...
2: I mean, you know, just those limited interactions uh, that I had with you before the diagnosis, like the the validation, like I I yep. know, like it was when we were, we talked, like that was weighing heavily on you because, you know, it's one thing to know yourself, and it's one thing to understand this, and that's that's what I've learned with my ADHD, like. You know that's not an excuse. It just explains like my how my brain works, like my logic, my thought processes. So really, like the the validation that you had to feel after, like you were so nervous that that it was going to continue, that had to have been just like, just just incredible because, like you said, it's not that, you know, you've always shown the signs, but being able to now show the doctors, like, hey. I also have ADHD, so like you know, this medication is going to mess with that, or like you know, the the how things are going to work. Now people will be able to take that whole look into uh, account mm. as well.
1: Yep. And one thing that I realized, uh, I I kind of had an idea before I got the diagnosis that uh, I have depression, yes, but I feel like all the untreated. At that time undiagnosed a d h d um still untreated by the way, I have nothing going on yet uh but I'm getting referred to a psychiatrist. Just have to wait and see who I get in to see uh but I think already that the depression that I have been struggling so hard with I do go up and down in faces. But I've been in and down for months, and very likely, cause I was pressured so hard, and I had to fight so hard for so long, for months and months. Uh, it was a nine months process. Being under duress for nine months is a really heavy thing, which will affect depression badly. Yes. Uh, but now, even though I yes, I'm still in a depression low, there is a such a difference. It is very, very noticeable in the de- depression way as well that quite a lot of it was the ADHD, what if they don't take me seriously, all that kind of stuff, right? What if I have to fight even more? Because I, I broke down three times in three months, you know? I cannot do that again, was my thought. And then now I don't have to break down another time because I have to fight so freaking hard, you know? They have So. Everything is connected together. In my panic disorder, I am thinking and hoping that I won't have uh, as heavy panic attacks. They don't happen too often for me. But in the past nine months, they've happened more often than usual and much heavier than usual. So I'm hoping we're going to go back to like a 15 minutes to two hours manageable kind of thing. And then I'm tired afterwards, but that's it. Right, because that I can live with.
0: That's. I think it. Go ahead. Man. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna you say, got it, man.
2: That's something that um, I think when people hear ADHD, you know, the the thing that we're battling in the world right now is stereotypes. Everything has stereotypes, and we're trying to fight through it. Right, like it, we put things into boxes because it was easier to understand and teach you know, these boxes, but now we all know that everything in the human mind doesn't fit into a box. It's a spectrum. So Mm -hmm. like people hear ADHD and they think, oh, you know, they're always moving. They can't focus. They can't concentrate. Uh, you, you know, you have problems learning. You have like all this stuff. Like you always want to run around. You have endless energy, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case. Like, and then how much those symptoms can affect somebody else. Like, when you have ADHD, you can concentrate. And the problem is, sometimes you concentrate too much. You hyper-focus is what it's called. And um, I mean, just like learning from other people, like learning from you, the, the symptoms that you've had, hearing huh. other people who have ADHD, they know they have ADHD, talk about their symptoms has helped me understand myself and like... Some of the stuff that I go through uh, just with my own mind on a daily basis. And it's helped me to understand myself, period. Um, And it's just been such an amazing help. Like, people willing to talk about their mental health. And a diagnosis, honestly, like, for the individual, like, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's, you know, obviously, like, all people are going to look at me funny. But if... We're in a good environment. We surround ourselves with good people. Like it's a weight off because it helps us explain to other people too, kind of what we're going Mm -hmm. through. So like hearing Mm. you describe that is so that's eye opening for people, I hope. And I hope that it helps others understand uh, that, you know, we're not in these boxes like, you know, so much is interconnected and on that spectrum that um, you cannot just be like, oh, they're doing that because of their ADHD. Like, that's not necessarily the case either. So.
1: There are things that people think about me or thought about me before I explain to them. Uh, Like, you? Hyperactive? But you sit still. And I go, do you know? I didn't say that, but this is what I'm going to say now. Do you know what's going on on the inside of this head? Mm. Do you know that my thoughts are going 200 kilometers an hour? What is that? really fast it's like a 350 miles or something like that an hour um and do you know that i'm sitting here with this piece of something to fidget in my hand underneath the camera frame even though it looks like i'm sitting still do you know that my toes since first grade when my teacher taught me instead of tapping my foot on the gr- on the floor and then disturbing other people taught me to curl my toes inside my shoes do you know that I'm sitting here playing air piano with the hand I'm not writing with? I did that all through school, from grade 1 to 13. And and when I was in adult education, I did the same thing. Because I couldn't sit still. And hyperactivity actually is also coming through in talking a lot. Now, I'm an adult. Uh, I'm past my 30s. I don't usually share my age properly, but... I don't know what you have as rules for that. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, I'm, I've am i learned ways to seem like I'm not going to be disturbing people, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But there are many, many things I'm doing, and it's really energy demanding to sit still for two hours in some kind of meeting or something like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I think
0: this- I think, uh, first off, I thank you, honestly, for just opening up about all of that. I mean, you just went straight at it about the different processes that you have to go through, that being the healthcare care, uh, to who you need to see, uh, your diagnosis. And I know it's not never easy to share that on camera with, with um, some strangers in a sense, but I really find it to be important um, for other folks out there who may be a little nervous, in a sense, uh, about going and, and getting checked out and trying to figure out what it is that they're struggling with um because the system may be so intimidating. Um so I really, really appreciate you just sharing how it is difficult. It is challenging going through it, but whenever you do come out the other end of it with your diagnosis or whatever it is that you need help with, um it can be a relief. It can
1: be now I will say though, for me personally it is not so so, uh, so much a struggle to share because I have been live streaming on Twitch for six years. I started out day one as a mental health advocate. I was also advocating for mental health for years before that. Uh, so it's kind of one of those things that I do and that I don't hold back about and I don't feel uncomfortable about. Awesome. But I know that for many, many people talking about this, it's really, really hard.
0: Yeah heavy stuff it's it's no you know how it is you are a streamer you get it you know trolls you know people that just try to keep you down all that stuff so again I just think it's important very very important and powerful that you are just so open about it and we would love obviously um RJ I'll let you take it from here but whenever we get to the point of talking about what it is that you do via uh with your streams and all that stuff I think it'll be awesome uh to, to really dive into that and, and let folks know where to find you, where to listen to you, where to gain more information, et cetera. Uh,
2: I actually think this is a good transition to talk about, uh, you know, blushing and your advocacy, your, you know, yeah. like where that started. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> in our talks, like you have uh, helped me to change some of my language to be more inclusive and, you know, open my own mind to things that I haven't thought about. So, you know, you you are a huge advocate and you're willing to help anybody. And, like, that's – it shows how incredible of a person you are. And, uh, you know, I would love to hear some more. And about. now
1: you got me to blush, RJ. <laughs> that's in my name, Blushing Crafter, right?
2: Yeah. And <laughs> Thank you, I'm though. I'm going to take about.
1: the compliment.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But um yeah we would love to hear about some of your uh some of your your advocacy work that you do um and and so our listeners can understand what it is that you're passionate about what you talk about and obviously where to find you like in your streams and stuff
1: So uh I am Blushing Crafter on Twitch Twitch and Twitter uh, and TikTok I have one video up there
0: <laughs> There
1: you go Uh but um an important one, too, because that was the day that I had gotten my DHD diagnosis. So I have made my very first video that day. That's awesome. Showing that I had been diagnosed that day. There you go. Uh, but I stream on Twitch.tv, uh, where a lot of people think it's only about gaming. Now, I do play games. Uh, but at the same time, we talk about mental health. We talk about life in general. Uh, we talk about disabilities. Uh, And we talk about LGBTQIA plus things, but also everything and nothing uh, while gaming. But then we also do talk show episodes uh, where the topics are among the three categories that I just mentioned, but also more general topics. Anything that people realize, oh, we're interested in this. Maybe we want to learn more about this and then suggest it to me. We've done a couple of those too. Uh, And then about where the advocacy started was really anti-bullying. And that was basically back when I was mid-teens, like 16 years old. In uh, junior, no, senior high, sorry. Uh, And I um, went from there. I was on email lists that people barely know and think about anymore. (laughs) Um, I was on forums when they came around and worked voluntarily to support people through those and then we had IRC where I supported people and then if we fast forward to around 2014 I started playing uh, Minecraft because I have two kids, the youngest one now both are adults but at the time the youngest one was not even a teen yet and he played Minecraft a lot. And I said, "Okay, let's me let me try Minecraft." And I had no idea what I was doing. So, let's go on Twitch and see people who are playing Minecraft. And I hung out in Twitch streams and learned a lot about Minecraft, made friends, got made connections with people. And uh, that was September 2014. And then in the summer of 2015, a lot of people started to say, come on, you need to, to try streaming. You're going to love it so much. And then I went, thought about it for a while. And November 14th, 2015, I hit go live for the first time on Twitch, already knowing what I wanted to do. I wanted to play games. I wanted to be a mental health advocate and an open LGBTQIA plus advocate. And in 2015, so basically six and a half years ago almost.
2: Yeah.
1: There weren't that many open LGBTQIA plus people on Twitch. So this is just context for people who don't even know Twitch or weren't around them. But I um, started out already then knowing that's what I wanted to do. Uh, And also that I wanted to do charity fundraising eventually. Uh, which I took a little while to start doing, but that's also a big part of what I do, Uh, not just for mental health, but for uh, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is an example Mm -hmm. in the U.S., Uh, and uh, mental health organizations of various kinds, uh, plus um, ME, which is uh, myalgic encephalomyelitis. I also have that uh it is not MS, but me uh people also know that as chronic fatigue syndrome okay uh that so that's also uh, something i've made um uh, done a charity campaign for but uh charity is a big thing and yeah. there might be new causes that i also go into
0: oh i think that's so so you wow so f- 2015 to today. Uh you've 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 been that's you've been like doing two this years for ago, right
1: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, right? It yeah. does not
2: feel like it's almost it, seven years.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, don't get me started on that, on time. But yeah. you've been in as we like to say, you've 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 been in the game for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, really, really building that um environment. And that's kind of what my question to you has been uh, or is how has it been you know, on Twitch on while you're streaming the community that you're building and how is that important? You know, what is the importance of that to you?
1: I say when people say, Oh, without you there wouldn't be a community, I say, well, I happen to be here as the person on the channel, but yep. without the people there there wouldn't be a community. So it's equally important. Yep. And to me, I will say the value in the people who come around those who don't say anything, uh, just as much as those who do, and those who uh, sometimes come by and some those who come by often, uh, people who can support financially, people who can't, everything is equally important. Uh, but to me, streaming is something that is giving me a whole lot. And some people I've made actually um, close friendships with, other people are important to me. I care a lot about them, even though we might not call each other friends. Um, Jennifer is someone that I think at least RJ knows. Um, knows her too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, but, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, because Jennifer is in the background working with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, but uh, she said a really good thing about peers. So I feel like people, we're peers. We're working in the same space. We have mutual um, goals Mm -hmm. within mental health uh, to support people, to help people. I really, really like that uh, that word. Uh, And I feel like I have a lot of peers in my community on Twitch, in that little tiny corner of the internet, but also on a lot of Discord servers where we uh, have, as I said, mutual goals and thoughts. We're not all the same, but we have some things in common that are really important to me. And I do not see myself stopping anytime soon. And if Twitch, for some reason, went bye-bye at some point, I would go on another platform and continue doing what I'm doing. Because I've been asked that question, what if Twitch was no more? Then there would be another platform and I would go there. Even if I had to start all over. Because I'm not stopping this. Mm.
2: I love that. Um, The peer, like what I've come to realize since starting this podcast, um, like peer support is just as powerful as long as we don't substitute it for. um, Mm -hmm. But it's just as powerful as professional therapy. If you don't think that you can give advice like, you know, that's why i word things the way i do and you also taught me this like especially when it comes to medication um you know like i say this is what i did and it worked for me like you know so you could take something and use it to yourself and see what happens see if you like it see see if it works but like in
1: what i in okay. what i do when it comes to um streaming specifically but also in my discord space and other discord spaces that i'm in i'm very very um aware of my language and also uh that when we have a talk show episode even if it's a mental health advocate no a mental health professional uh, especially then we say you know we are here to be able to share this with you maybe educate some but also if people have questions it cannot be something that we're going to give you personal advice on we can always only share what we have done and we can't give you specific advice and neither can this person who may happen to be a mental health uh, professional. Mm. Uh, We have a disclaimer every time. Uh, But about medication specifically, I don't even allow a name for a medication uh, in discord or on Twitch, uh, which is because I need to be really darn careful. So people don't go and try this medication just because I said that I tried it and it worked for me. But I can say, oh, I'm going to be on an ADHD medication because that's the goal—to at least get to try ADHD meds. But also for any antidepressant, anti-anxiety med, uh, that's something I'm really careful about. But when it comes,
0: oh, I'm I'm sorry. No, please, please continue. When
1: it comes to language specifically, we were talking about that, or RJ was mentioning that. Uh, I'm also an LGBTQIA plus advocate. And there's something that I noticed that a lot of people do, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it is not entirely inclusive. People say dude, they say guys, you guys, uh, examples, uh, and many more. Which is very, very towards masculine. uh, By definition, not necessarily by cultural use. And I have some people that I know, and some of them come to to my channel who are non-binary and very clearly uncomfortable with uh, masculine words. So instead I go, uh, every time I start, I say, good time zone, you all. So you all or y'all or everybody, but everybody might not be inclusive for someone with dissociative identity disorder because there are multiple kind of individuals in that person. So I say you all because it's for everybody
0: hmm. Hmm. that's a it's it's <clears throat> as you were explaining it it it's I was just obviously absorbing the information, but also just I, I I bet twitch when twitch started, they most likely had no idea that there would be platforms like yourself blushing crafter where where you're. You're playing video games, talking about mental health, uh, being a strong advocate, but also talking with folks about not not the actual medication, not naming the medication, but just sh- talking about ADHD meds that, uh, that you um, have been prescribed, not sharing the name, of course. I, I, I bet Twitch had no idea that it was going to be They had
1: no it. clue. No that was majorly um, men, young men. I think, Mm -hmm. um, playing games, and it took a while, from what I've heard from those who were around when that started. It wasn't Twitch at the time, it was just in TV. Um, And um, it took a while for there to be more women on it, and they were gaming. (laughs) But then, over many years, it it developed to become where you have art, you have some people who do just chatting, so -hmm. they're saying they're talking about a lot of different things mm-hmm. and uh, there are people who are comedians there are musicians who make their own music and perform their own music uh, there are so many categories there's
2: like dedicated cooking channels like that I've recently yes, discovered, cooking too like that's it's very uh like the the amount of diversity of things happening on Twitch there's no yep. possible way they they understood what they had and mm. the, um, to tell you the truth they still don't know what they they have right. like they're right. they're very slow to to move on a lot of things although the obviously doing code is very complicated to begin with but it's just um yeah it would be nice if they were out front on a lot of things that they are not on but mm-hmm. <clears throat> explaining the power of words is uh you know, when you explained that to me, I instantly went to the Wisconsin uh, vernacular and use skies. Like I say that a lot on accident and I do it all the time and I've noticed it. Um, I, I've noticed it more. So I've tried to do the all or I'm not going to say the Y-A-L-L. I'm not I'm not from the South. It ain't happening. But, but you can uh, say
1: you all exactly. instead of the yep. short form of it.
2: Yep. That's, so that's that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> um but like I've I've noticed being more top of mind when it comes to words. And like, you know, when I hear people talk about um let's say mental illness, like I'm trying to pivot myself from saying illness because of the negative connotations that come with the illness. Mm -hmm. And I've started to Mm -hmm. use challenge or, um, you know, not even, I don't even want to use problems or even like, you know, talking about uh, sobriety, it's, you know, making a positive change. It doesn't matter what it is. I will
1: mix up in between saying mental health challenges and mental health struggles because sometimes I feel like my depression can be a challenge when I'm in a not down phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I'm in a down phase, it's definitely a struggle. So it depends on the context too. Absolutely. Uh,
2: and that's, that's something that like, I love your insight on because like I said, in the very short amount of time that I've known you, like you have helped me a lot. Like the, the Twitter spaces that we get on, which i I've, I absolutely love those because they're just so easy to jump into. You can do anything else and you're just you're listening and learning to other people. It's just I love it. It took a little bit of getting used to that you can't just like type into chat or something um but yeah, you just uh the way that you help me be top of mind with those things that I could think are innocuous, but they're really what is it that I could do? To make everybody feel like, uh, mm. and every every person feel like they could be welcome here. That you know, yeah. that's what then. That's what we want. We want to provide a place for growth. Then I do just you looked at. Learn?
1: I just sorry. No, go ahead. I just looked at the chat on mm-hmm. YouTube, and that reminded me of something else with language, mental health um, advocacy has made me really aware of what I say re- regarding mental health. So um, I don't say that something's crazy mm-hmm. or insane. Right. I say that something wild, if I'm really upset at something, I will use a, a word as I'm extremely frustrated. I'm really angry. I don't say I'm mad. I say I'm angry or very upset because... The negative connotations again Like you were saying about illness So I'm really aware of those words And I know that it's hard to change the language It's Mm -hmm. taken me I would say the better part of Two and a half years Until about maybe a year ago I struggled with it But I've been really aware After somebody else pointed it out Another mental health advocate
0: Mm. It's important Uh, Words carry energy Words carry energy energy is obviously, uh, it's something that is, is, is tangible in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so, no, I think it's extremely important. Um, I want to ask, you know, on your streams, right. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge, I'm, i well, well, let me take a step back from that. I was going to say, I'm a huge video game guy, but there, there's a person in here who's, who's, who's way more into video games than I am. But, uh,
2: who's that? <laughs> 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 but, uh,
0: I do play. I do play a good amount of video games. But I wanted to ask, like, what, what kind of games? Uh, so, if I'm someone new expecting to jump in um, into the streams, like what are what are some of these games that you enjoy playing and why?
1: Uh, I am a person who loves cozy games, and I do not like fighting in games. Uh, I play um, games like Minecraft. That's where the crafter part of my name comes from. Uh, every now and then, I play that. I am not like an avid Minecrafter these days. But that's because I have so many games to play. Yeah. <laughs> so I play uh, things like Sardew Valley. And yes, there's fighting in it, but I have modded it on PC. So I don't have to struggle so much with those monsters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I play Minecraft on peaceful mode. Uh, House Slipper is a game that I've played lately. Uh, Animal Crossing on the Nintendo Switch. Most people have heard of that the past c- couple of years. Uh, and um, Power Wash Simulator is a game that is uh, in early access still and I love it so much and waiting for more stuff to come out for it after a while (laughs) but it's uh, satisfying as all heck wowie, it's fun but yeah um, cozy games and very generally uh, games, when I look for new games to play games that allow me to play it Maybe pause it in the background and keep talking to the community. Right. Because without the conversation, without the interaction, I don't think I would continue streaming. I'm not a YouTuber like that. Mm. Uh, I I will say a YouTuber who doesn't do live chat live streams like you do, uh, because YouTube used to until like a year ago maybe or a year and a half ago to Facebook. not have live live streams.
0: yeah Yeah, pretty recent
2: they they tried it for a little while and then they pulled it because it was very bad so yeah it's it's they really came back with it i want to say in the past year and a half sounds about right so yeah yeah um before we go get any further let's hear a word from our sponsors (laughs) it's winter time you know everything's dry You take a breath and you can kind of feel your nostrils kind of dry up a little bit. You got to have six humidifiers in the house to kind of keep the humidity to a decent level. My eczema, like you can kind of see it right here, is, uh, you know, it just exploded when the winter turned around. Well, that's where Way Melrose Melrose Place Body Cream comes in. It quenches thirsty skin and leaves it feeling satin smooth. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. It's hydration that lasts and it prevents dryness. It has high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, kupua shu, butter, and cocoa. Experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code B-L-E-A-V to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com using offer code believe. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. That's where NordVPN is here. To give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under four dollars per month, so grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com/believe, or use the code believe—that's B-L-E-A-V—to get up to seventy percent off your NordVPN Plus plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's thirty-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com/bleav. Or use the code believe at checkout. Now back to the show. We're <coughs> so, talking video, right? <laughs> <You are. laughs> so we're talking about you know Twitch and your cozy streams, which I really do enjoy when I get to pop in and I'm able to catch them. Um, can we pivot just slightly and talk about? Uh, some more of your advocacy uh, with the disability world so I think that's something that frankly we overlook Um, we're like wheelchair access, we're like elevators, and we're done there's a lot more to the world that, and we're we're seeing it in video games so this is a really good transition when we talk about and this is a perfect topic about Elden Ring and for those who don't know it's a very, it's a difficult game, and the difficulty, like, they don't put accessibility into their games at all because it would upset the balance of difficulty, but games like Celeste, games like, um, you know, Last, Last of Us Begurts. Part Two, you know, they've really spotlighted, and what S- Xbox is doing with the adaptive controller, like, the need for accessibility so that everybody can play games because games are for everyone Um, Mm -hmm. what does your advocacy look like and what are some things that we don't think about that maybe we should start to look at it from a different perspective
1: I personally have a couple of disabilities that people don't see Uh, one of them is if you don't see me in person you don't know that I use a cane Uh, You right now and on my streams usually see me sitting here or going over to that firewood wood burner behind me, uh, and that's it. I use a cane when I walk. Short distances, I have a wheelchair to hold on to and sometimes sit in when I go further. I'm what we call a mobile-slash-walking wheelchair user. So that's not something people know about. But when it comes to gaming in itself uh i am i'm hard of hearing on one ear uh and i need captions in games um so i'm really loving for instance stardew valley where everything that somebody says to you is texted on the screen uh-huh. uh and in um i don't have a lot of games uh, that i experience with text but in animal crossing same thing there's text on the screen uh when it comes to controllers, controller a- adaptability, being able to use controllers on the games that are released for PC, for instance, or usually would use a computer and mouse, that's that's accessibility for you. Right. And more and more games are getting it, yes, but we need more games to have that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and, but I'm, I'm um, usually focusing on accessibility in the way that more people get access to and know about how to use captions, for instance, on Twitch. Uh, and when people started to really do a lot of TikToks, mm-hmm. uh, I <coughs> don't do, well, I can't say I don't do TikTok. I've done one of a video, but, um, I made them aware that there are options for some people who have a little bit more numbers on, on TikTok to be able to do captions on their videos. And they went, oh, I'm going to go look into that, and did that, and now they have captions of their videos, right? Um, so I think maybe my, my accessibility has been more into people who have uh, issues with being hard of hearing, for instance, but also uh, when we talk about how it's hard to move around in the quote-unquote real world. Uh, we talk about conventions when they are on, because for a couple of years now they haven't been. But we talk about traveling and how I travel, but I have assistance everywhere and I can't go anywhere. So to say that I was ever gonna meet you all at a con or at an event of some kind, I would have to make sure that I had a, at least a couple of people, maybe even three, that could rotate in helping me because I can't walk far. I can't even move myself in a wheelchair very far. So if I go to travel to the US, I get to go uh, by bus and train to the airport and I'm really worn out. So I travel the day before and I spend the night at a hotel where that bus takes me from the door to the hotel, literally 20 meters away, uh, which is about 60 feet. And then to the door of the airport where someone from the assistance service at the airport comes to pick me up. I move maybe 30 feet. And then they meet me and they take me to the airport door in one or more uh, sessions, (laughs) but, but I, I don't go places. Um, and we talk about things like that, where what we want to have, um, be better when it comes to traveling, but also making people aware that, you know what? It's not that easy for everybody to just go somewhere.
0: No.
2: <clears throat> that's, you know, you're talking about captions, and that's something that I've been thinking about. I mean, it's been top of mind because, uh, like, Blind Gamer, Steve Saylor, talks about it a lot. Like, have, captions that are small and you're not able to change the text are just as bad as no captions at all. So, oh. like, that's something that we don't think about is being able to enlarge text. But, like, our videos... You
0: okay?
1: There was cinnamon in my chai. Oh, mm-hmm.
2: oh, oh
0: no, it'll get you. Mm-hmm. It'll get you.
2: So, um, on this show, like we had captions for streams where uh it was just Monsonite because we had room in the top corner for right. those captions, but then it's like uh, I do, I still add the captions like on any video I edit. I add those captions, but on the bottom we have that ticker and it's just, it does, it, it it blocks it. It makes it hard to read. So I've thought about like, we need a new overlay to be able to include captions in there. And I'd like to have a spot just for captions as well. Um, that's something I would not have thought about prior to hearing like, uh, you know, you talk or Steve Saylor, like I said, or other advocates out there because when you hear "blind," you think, you know, people can't see, but that's not the case. Like, there's legally blind for a reason, where things are blurry, objects are blurry. Um, you know, like there's slowdown modes. There's, there's so much. Like, you look at, you know, what Ratchet and Clank did. You look at uh, Forza Horizon and what Xbox is doing, where they literally have a mode where you can put somebody on your screen who is doing sign language. Mm -hmm. who's doing sign language as the game is going like that is something that they did they captured somebody doing sign language and then they were able to create the algorithm so that they'll sign what's being said like that's why can't we do that why are we so limiting ourselves? like i know the answer is money and profits but it's also it's the awareness right the narrow Mm -hmm. focus that we have yeah
1: so. It's awareness, too. Yeah, uh, There are many people who aren't aware and the moment they become aware, like the people who said, I didn't know I could do that with captions on TikTok. Because yes. this was m- multiple months ago and that's before like everybody did captions, right? Uh, but um, there's also the hard of hearing. That is something people think, oh, then you're basically not able to hear. And I mm-hmm. said, no, <laughs> actually, I. It's, it's ranging from me who can have, I basically I have a somewhat of a reduced hearing in my left ear. You can't be on my left side and have me understand what you say if it's noisy around us. You've got to come to the front and say, hi, and look at me so I can read your lips at the same time because I can't, when it's not quiet, understand you. Uh, But there's ranging from that to people who are entirely deaf or who can hear some sounds. Like a friend of mine who is uh, legally deaf, uh, I think they call it here, uh, who has hearing aids and can combine lip reading and the sounds that they can hear.
2: And, yeah, so like, I'm gonna take this uh, hard of hearing a little bit. It's similar, but I'm gonna like use a di- uh, an example from my, like my work. Like we have diesel trucks that are idling, and like they have to be on if people are up in the buckets working or the trucks are working. Like with my ADHD, I get really distracted by the noise of the trucks. So like somebody will be right next to me talking to me, and mm-hmm. I literally they can it's it's Charlie Brown wop 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 wop.
1: Same, but somebody but because
2: can be, of the ADHD. Yeah, and somebody could be up in the bucket, and they can be talking to me, and they can be talking just like this, and I can hear them fifty feet in the air, but I can't hear the person next to me, mm-hmm. and that's because I know I have to focus on like that what they're saying, so like I can hear that, and it's it's odd for some people that that's how it is, and I didn't realize that was part of my ADHD. I just assumed it was the noise of the diesel trucks were. Uh, like, really, like, uh, honestly just messing with my hearing, like, but I've since learned that that is part of uh, my ADHD, so that's another thing, like, just because some people can't focus on a stimulus, whether it be hearing, whether it be sight, whether it be whatever it is, like, we assume that they're faking it, they're doing it for attention, stuff like that, like, that's, unfortunately, that's a real belief in the world right now, so. Yeah. I I love i love that you talk about heavy topics i love that yeah. the the advocacy <laughs> that you do the way that you're able to you approach everyone from what i've seen with uh they just need to be aware and you're willing to teach and you have so much patience and i,
1: I have a limited enough. i have a limit of how patient i can be but there's <laughs> something that i uh, feel like we need to say is that all mental health advocates don't have the same bandwidth. Mm -hmm. They don't have the ability to talk about the very heavy topics. So I will say, like, I will not say don't trauma dump in my chat. And trauma dumping means you're coming in with a really heavy topic, maybe not even warning people about it. I will uh, say to people that please basically say this is about this word. So content warning, this is about abuse. So people don't have to continue reading that comment if they feel like that's not what I can handle right now. Uh, Because when I see that line or content warning and then the name of the topic, I pause and let people go, okay, I'm going to take my headphones off now because I can't handle that today. But some people will need to say, I don't have the personal bandwidth to handle that. And other people like me, do, do have that bandwidth but that's also because i as, as i said i had ptsd i don't anymore i have not had it since 2006 uh that's part of my past mm-hmm. uh and also i'm doing pretty well all things considering today i'm in a st- stable life situation i have a stable family i have supportive friends i have a supportive network um not all people that are mental health advocates have that
0: right absolutely so it's it's, it's that awareness and inclusivity uh, are two very very important pillars um i think of, of of your foundation of what you're doing with your twitch and everything and your advocacy and that's extremely important and um honestly i i, I can't thank you enough for just being so open willing to share um, providing us with amazing content, uh, for today. Um, that's, 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 I'm, 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 super grateful. Thank you. One
2: thing that I love that Dave was the first person that I heard say it. Um, and like, you know, Adam up for the challenge, he's similar, but mm-hmm. he, he says it in a different way. Um, and then y- you also say this is, uh, it's not positive vibes. It's, uh,
1: Appropriate vibes appropriate only.
2: Appropriate vibes only. So, because that's the that's and that's what we want too. So, like I said, that in the space that we had was like, it's not always going to be positive. It's going to be whatever's appropriate, and that's that is honestly like the healthiest environment that you can create. And mm-hmm. then, like you see
1: me today on a pretty good day, and I'm bubbly and giggly and serious in between, uh, but. You can see me on Twitch on days where I'm feeling really low. And I'm going to be honest and say I'm transparent to say that, you know what, today this is how I feel and this is why. If I know the why. Um, And then other days I'll be bubbly and giggly and you'll get all the positive vibes, right? But then we can change in the same stream from all that bubbliness and all that to, oh my, somebody's struggling really bad. And yes, I do have the bandwidth to deal with that today. So we're going to sit there and give that person some listening and the support that we can give today. And then we can go back to more light vibes and gaming and all that. Mm -hmm. But all that in the same stream. And it happens often, like that variation in the course of four, four and a half, five hours.
2: I That, so... You Know that's it's that's some that's a skill that's not a skill that everybody possesses, and that's understandable. You do practice right? it, that's, a, that's the thing about skills. It's you do have to practice it. Um, you know, one person that I discovered thanks to Dave and you is Emma. Um,
1: imagination,
2: imagination, she is so wonderful. She does, she has a similar vibe in her streams, and like you know, just learning from her. That's another person that I would love for people to check out imagination, E-M-M-A, genation, uh, at twitch.tv. Like they're just, they're also a wonderful person. They're going to be somebody that I reach out to, to also have on, but you know, the, I'm going to get, I'm going to get gushy here again. Like the amount that you can approach and teach people and that you're willing to talk about like it's it's something that is overlooked and it is special and um you know i i just i love the fact that you come in here and we had an outline that we were going to go through and obviously we skipped some of it and we kind of moved around some stuff but you were able to roll with it and i appreciate that a lot um
1: a little bit of an addition by the way yes uh, people are people. People are content creators, be it on Twitch or YouTube. So when you see me, I am just a person. Even though, yes, me, I, I can say good things about RJ and uh, Monte. They will say good things about me. We're still just people. Yes. So anyone that you meet on Twitch, in my case, uh, anyone else you meet on Twitch too. We're people, so please don't put us on a pedestal Mm -hmm. because we're people, Uh, because it's a little bit uncomfortable when people put you up on that high position above them, because I am not above anyone. I'm not better than anyone that I know anyway.
2: I'm I'm glad you put that disclaimer in there, Um, because that's something that I've learned the hard way. You don't put people on pedestals, and... You got to give people the grace to make mistakes because we're going to make mistakes, right? So everybody else needs that ability as well. So, And that's something that I've recently become more okay with with myself is that I'm going to make mistakes and I'm not going to be perfect and that's okay. So um, thank you for that. But as we're winding down here, um, where can people find you? Blushing.
1: Twitch.tv slash, that's forward slash, uh, Blushing Crafter. And Twitter.tv slash Blushing Crafter. And TikTok with the name Blushing Crafter. It's
0: straightforward. <laughs> I Made it, it like. simple. Yeah. Yes, absolutely.
2: So uh, if people wanted to... Reach out and get in touch with you. What would it be? Twitter, would it be Twitch? Uh, which would be like the best way to kind of follow what you have? Twitter,
1: there? as well as on Twitter in my bio, there is an official email to use if you want to email. Okay, yep,
2: awesome. Uh, Mons, where can the people find you?
0: Yes, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Monteball28 on Instagram. Monte Ball, um, our untapped cake pages as well. Um, please shoot me message topics, what have you. Who you want to see? We'll get them on. Um, this has been a remarkable morning. Great, great start to my morning. Thanks to Blushing Crafter. This is awesome. RJ, where can they find you?
2: Untapped keg everywhere. Um, go ahead, check us out. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, youtube.com slash untapped keg. Uh I've been uploading our videos on Twitch, so you can also watch them there, twitch.tv slash When I get my schedule kind of nailed down a little bit more, I'm gonna try to stream once a week uh playing some Sekiro or you know maybe we'll play something else here and there. But uh I'm gonna start hitting up those Twitter spaces some more because I had one and I loved how it went. And it um you know that's something that is very Uh, flexible and adaptable to what people need to talk about as well. So, and I want to be there, but you know, this has been untapped keg our podcast about sobriety and mental health, where we spotlight stories of love and provide hope part of believe podcast network. We, you know, let us, please subscribe, please share it, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment below Tell us what you learned from this episode and one thing that you're going to kind of change in your language to be more inclusive. That would be wonderful. Uh, Blushing, you got something that you want to say before we check out?
1: Remember you all to take care of yourselves.
2: Mm.
1: Remember remember you're awesome. Even when your mind tells you you're not.
2: I love that. Let's have a good Mm -hmm. week, everybody. Let's try to be better tomorrow than we were yesterday. This is all we can do is try.